0: All right, everyone, welcome to episode 52. This episode is going to be all about boundaries, setting boundaries, how that's going to impact your life, how to do it if you're somebody that's never really done it and you're freaking out that if you set a boundary it's going to cause a divide in a certain relationship or in all your relationships or how to set boundaries with people that intimidate you. So I'm going to be covering all of that and I'm also going to be talking about what it's going to offer you and how it's going to change your life if you can actually implement these tools that I give you or these steps or um, or advice that I give you on this episode. Uh, before we do that, as usual, I'll give you a quick rundown of my week. So this week's been great. I got a second high distinction, which we are thrilled about. Now, I think I just need to celebrate these hard because they don't normally come in thick and fast. So I'm pretty thrilled that I got... My second one this semester, um, I'll keep you posted on how the rest of the semester goes, but I'm very happy with that. I've just like head in the books, been studying hard, but also on Wednesday night, I got the opportunity, my um, publishing, my publishers, Affirm Press, they invited me to go to the ARBA Awards, which is the Book Industry Awards. On Wednesday night and that was absolutely amazing I wasn't nominated for anything because the the, these are all the awards for all the books that were published in the calendar year of 2020 Um, absolutely amazing it was a really it was just an absolutely great night amazing people to meet I met a lot of writers within my published like within the company that published my book um, Affirm Press Um, Some of which who won awards, so like children's book writers, uh, thriller writers, uh, all sorts of different books. It it was just absolutely amazing. And then it got me so inspired to go and buy some books the next day. So the book that won um, book of the year, so overall, because they've got all these different categories, but then they have the overall winner. It's called Phosphorescence. So if any of you guys have actually read that book already, which I'm sure some of you definitely have because it's definitely like a bestseller, um, from Julia Baird, write it in the group because I'd love to see people's opinions of that book. I just started reading it and I don't want to give you a full rundown of what it's about because I myself don't even know exactly yet because I've literally, I'm just a couple of pages in, but I can tell the way it's written and what it's kind of heading towards. It's going to be an absolutely incredible book. I was already like struggling to put it down after just reading like a couple of pages. So, Highly recommend that you guys go read that. It did win Book of the Year. It is amazing. Another book that I also purchased, and I, I'll i read it after, is The Happiest Man on Earth. And this is a, um, a survivor from a concentration camp during World War II um, in the Holocaust. And he is like this old man now, and he wrote this book because he genuinely calls himself the happiest man on earth. And he talks about how life is just so beautiful and how you can see the beauty in life no matter what's happened to you, which is quite like – impactful coming from someone who's gone through like the hardship and the horrible trauma that this poor man has been through so and he like did a speech and everything just incredible so anyway i was feeling super super pumped after that night if you can watch it on youtube or something i highly recommend you watch it because there's some really cool speeches from some incredible writers there so that was an amazing way to like break up my week and go to an event like that um yeah so that's my week is there anything else i want to update you guys oh Probably, but whatever, I'll, I'll bring it in next time. Now, I want to go over my brain facts. I thought that what I would t- talk to you about, this is um, it's a little bit shorter than what I normally go into with my brain facts, but what I wanted to talk about is the blind spot in your vision. So I found this really, really interesting when I was doing sensory neuroscience in my undergrad And most of the sensory neuroscience, so obviously we cover, you know, smell, touch, taste, all of that. But when it comes to the brain, the part of the brain that takes, especially the cortex, that takes the most space out of all the senses is the visual, like the occipital lobes, the visual cortex. So there is just absolutely so much going on in that part of the brain. It uses so much brain capacity and power, your, your visual system, because there's a lot of processing that goes down in the brain. And what I found really, really interesting and I thought I'd just share this interesting fact is that we all actually have a blind spot in our vision and we don't realise this. Some of you may have already done this um, little, um, little test to see how to find your blind spot. It's really cool. I'll break it down in a bit. But basically… The blind spot in your field of vision, in your eyeball, explains to you your brain's like incredible ability to fill in the gaps of information or to hallucinate something. And it's kind of a metaphor for what your brain does in general in life, because our brain is really, really good at filling in the gaps when we don't have all the information. And it normally does this to benefit us, like when you get around during your day, what you're looking at, all of that. A lot of the time, your brain's just filling in the gaps to kind of make everything a little bit more efficient as far as brain processing power. But also, we can actually be quite detrimental when you do things like um, eyewitness accounts. And I highly recommend you like look up some TED Talks about eyewitness accounts and how they've gotten it wrong because of people's brains filling in the gaps or filling in the details when they don't remember everything clearly. And this is not people lying. This is people who genuinely believe that they saw something or saw more details than what they did. Because often when – this is going slightly on a tangent, but I find this also very interesting. When people have like – a when they witness an event, it's rare that someone will witness an event, then not talk to anyone and then get to tell what they saw without any kind of uh, interaction with another person that witnessed it or interaction with, you know, reliving the event over in their mind. So what happens is someone will witness something and then – they might talk to another person that witnessed something, or another person that heard something about something. The blah 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 blah, and then by the time they speak to, you know, the investigator of, let's say it's a crime, they've got all this new information that's come to them since they witnessed the event, and their brain brings it all together as being part of the event, and that also comes down to how people can really heavily um, warp a memory based on what you've been told since that event occurred like you might experience something as a child and then all these things can happen in between that experience and now and you then blend all these memories or stories that you've been told into that one experience like a lot of children believe that they remember certain things but they're actually just remembering being told that and they'll like they'll blatantly be like no 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 no, I remember it clearly but if you like kind of investigate it, you'll see that there's no way they could have actually remembered that event based on, you know, the details or the age that they were, blah, 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 blah. So it's really interesting how the brain has this ability to fill in the gaps, okay? Anyway, so here is how the brain does it with the the eye or the eyeball. So the eyeball, as we all know, is a sphere. When you look at something or when something enters your eye, it gets projected onto the back, the very back wall off your eyeball. So everything that enters your visual field, it gets projected onto the back of the eyeball. And that's where all the receptors are to receive that information, these light signals, these photoreceptors. And then those light signals get turned into electrical impulses and they all converge together into, uh, into nerves and get sent down the nerve tracks. So all these electrical impulses get sent through the optic nerve. But they all converge into this one point on the back of your eye, and that is a gap in the field of vision because if you imagine that everything's being projected onto the back of the eyeball the nerves have to exit the eyeball to the brain in some in some point of the eye and that particular spot which is your blind spot that particular spot does not receive any light input because the nerves have to exit from that point so that tiny tiny dot where the nerves leave that is your blind spot and all the nerves like kind of they all bunch together into like a fiber which is called the optic nerve, not to be called the optical nerve. It's the optic nerve. And then that goes into the optic chias and blah, 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 and then ends up being projected to the cortex on the very back of your head. So that blind spot means that technically, because you're not getting any receptors um, firing for anything that's hit that part of the eyeball because there's a hole there, you're actually missing a dot in your vision on both your eyeballs. But because you've got two eyes and because your brain's got this ability to fill in the gaps, there's a really, really um, smart thing that the brain does that instead of having a black spot in your field of vision, your brain just fills in the gaps based on what the other eye can see, but also based on what is around that black hole. So if you're looking at a blue sky, it's just going to fill it in with blue. If you're looking at you know, water, it's going to fill it in with the same image of water, et cetera, et cetera. And because it's so small, you don't notice the kind of discrepancies um, in your field of vision. But there is a way to do it. I'll I'll give you, you can A, either right now jump on Google and write like blind spot test, how to see your blind spot. Or I'll just tell you right now, you could grab a piece of paper and you draw an X in the middle of the piece of paper. And from the X, you draw a horizontal line going all the way out to the left, for example, let's use the left eye. So you draw it going all the way out to the left. Then I want you to draw these big dots on that line about maybe two centimetres apart, okay? Then I want you to cover your right eye, bring that paper really close to your eyeball and look at the cross, okay? stare at the cross and don't change your focus your focus is on the cross then slowly start to move the piece of paper away and eventually one of the dots on that piece of paper is going to disappear and turn into a line okay because what happens is when that dot when one of the dots on that line falls into your blind spot what's around the blind spot is a line so your brain is going to fill it in with just a continuous line it's not going to realize that there's supposed to be a dot there so Try that out. It's actually really cool. I I mean, this is me nerding out hard on something so basic, but I fucking love it. So give it a go. Um, and just, hopefully you're just as fascinated as I am about the eyeball and how the brain has this amazing ability to fill in that information. And it just kind of gives you insight on how much more complicated the brain actually is. It's not just you know, this whole black and white procedure of like this is the stimulus, this is the input and it's going to be translated into your experience of that input. It's There's way more that goes on in the brain to interpret a signal and then get you to believe that it is a certain thing. Right, okay, so that's that. Now let's get into the topic of today, which is setting boundaries. I think it's pretty important that we all learn how to do this. So let's get into it. So this episode, we're going to be covering setting boundaries on how people treat you, setting boundaries to protect your mental health and inner peace, setting boundaries on how far an argument will go and setting boundaries with yourself to honor your truth, okay? So, those are kind of like the main overarching topics that I want to talk about. Now, before I start the podcast or the the, the topic, I've started it like 11 minutes ago. Um, before I start the topic, I want you to ask yourself these questions and I'm about to say to you. And hopefully, after asking yourself these questions, you're going to be more fueled to want to put the, you know, everything I tell you in this podcast into action, okay? So, you want to ask yourself, who am I to put myself last every time? Who am I to put myself in an uncomfortable situation that I don't need to be in? What am I benefiting from this in the long term? What am I telling my future self if I always ignore my calls for boundaries? And what would this mean for the future me if nothing ever changes? Okay, so go back, listen to those again and answer those questions. Then you're going to realize that there's quite a big need to set boundaries in your life in order to sort of have the relationships you want to have and have the growth that you want to have as well. And guys, as usual, can you please take this episode and all my episodes as a bit of a reflection tool here as well because most of the time I speak about how you can do things to protect yourself or to get the most out of a situation but I hope that this also makes you reflect and turn scenarios around to kind of ask yourself do I respect these boundaries for those people around me like am I the one that pushes an argument and not respect when that argument needs to be ended or Am I the one that questions people on their dreams and cock blocks their good mood? Um, you know, like you've got to always ask yourself, it's all well and good to, to listen to what I have to say and feel like, yeah, I relate to that. Yes, people do this to me. Yes, people do that to me. And I'm going to stop that. That's all well and good. And I hope that, you you know, that's the point of this. But I also really want to make sure that you're not the culprit pushing someone else's boundaries or not seeing when someone's got a boundary and not respecting that boundary, you know? So this will hopefully raise some, you know, like some tiny little alarm bells to make you more aware when someone else is trying to lay down a boundary and where you then can pull yourself up on getting better at respecting those boundaries for other people, you know. Um, There's no point growing as a person if you then can't take ownership and see how you can help others grow around you by how you treat them, you know. You always want to ask yourself, the things that I want to change myself, That's great, but am I then hindering someone else? That's where huge growth happens. Admitting, owning, becoming accountable, becoming responsible for like bettering a situation and changing it. If you can't be sympathetic and reflect on what setting boundaries means, not just for yourself, but for other people, then all the lessons that you're going to learn this episode are in vain, okay? So always respect other people's boundaries as well as your own. Okay, so... Let's talk about examples of times where boundaries are not set, okay? Working for someone that makes you work longer hours than what you're paid for and them not doing anything about it. That's where you need to set a boundary. Having people expect things from you, even if it's a favor, but they don't even thank you for it. They just expect it. Being pressured into sharing information about yourself that's private, or you feel that you kind of have to say it if they ask you. You feel that it, it, you you'll be a lie if you don't say it. Okay. Um, or another boundary is when people try and change your mind about a decision that's personal, whether it's got to do with you know maybe having children or getting married or you wanting to move somewhere or career quitting a job, how you spend your money, how you dress, getting tattoos, getting piercings, etc., etc., etc. Okay. So um, and then. Guilt in general, having people that are able to manipulate you via guilt. So that all occurs when you don't set boundaries. Okay, so what happens in your head when you don't set that boundary? And the thing is that you know where these boundaries are because it doesn't feel right to you, okay? It makes you feel Flat, it makes you feel unhappy or stressed or emotional or moody. You're going to know the difference of when a boundary is being pushed versus when you're feeling really comfortable and really confident with what's whatever's going on in that situation. So you don't even need to ask yourself, is my boundary being pushed? You know it, okay? But what happens internally when you don't set those boundaries and you allow all this shit to happen and you kind of pander to everyone around you all the time and you put their needs their beliefs, their wants, their morals and opinions above your own, okay? What happens? You ultimately kind of crack that whole self-love, self-respect bubble that you're trying to create, okay? If you can't set proper boundaries, you can't really delve deep into this whole, you know, uh, ocean that is the topic of self-love, self-respect, self-worth. Because you're telling yourself again and again and again and again and again, I respect that person more than myself right now. I respect my boss who's trying to rip me off and make me work these hours more than I respect myself right now. I respect my um, the opinion that my family has that I need to have children even though I don't want them but I think I just got to have to have them because everyone will think I'm a fucking weirdo if I don't over my body telling me I just don't want children, okay? Or I respect the fact that I don't want to come out as anything other than straight because I'll upset these poor motherfuckers around me that, you know, will, will just be so um, judgmental and upset because, you know, it's their morals and, oh, they just come from a different time. So I respect that more than myself, okay? That is what's going on internally. You're ultimately saying at the end of the day all these things, you're ultimately telling yourself your morals, your opinions, your actions, the way you've been raised, everything, you guys, everyone around me, I have to put that before me. So when you feel that way, you start playing small, okay? You start worrying about what people do to judge you because you're so used to being, you know, walked all over or you're so used to being manipulated or made to feel guilty that because that's just a currency that works for other people on you, you then start to feel that, that, you, that that's the normal thing for you. You've conditioned yourself to believe that that's normal and that's reality but it's not it's not normal and it's not reality what well, might be normal in the sense that it's common but it's not normal in the sense that that's the right thing for you because it's not the right thing for you because it doesn't feel good okay life is not supposed to be some struggle where you have to always put yourself last that's not what life is about well it's not what life should be about okay You should be enjoying your life. You should be able to put yourself first. And a lot of the time, you're going to notice that people that try and push your boundaries are people that they themselves haven't set boundaries. So when they find an opportunity to get something of what they want, they might not be evil people, but when they find an opportunity to get more out of a situation, they might unintentionally guilt trip, emotionally blackmail um, or manipulate a situation to make themselves feel better or to make themselves feel more validated or more grounded. So, the problem with people in general not setting boundaries, not only are you not happy, but then you're probably going to play into this manipulation of other people as well. Often, people that are emotionally manipulated also emotionally manipulate other people, okay? Not always but often. And I'm not talking about evil, evil, m- malicious manipulations. I'm talking about the typical, my mother always guilt, tr- like guilt tripped me, so now I'm going to guilt trip my children kind of mentality. Like, oh, because this generation did it to me, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to question it. That's the kind of thing. It doesn't mean that you're a horrible person and you don't care about the next person. It means that you see that as a currency working for somebody else, so you're just going to adopt that currency to make it work for you. Okay, But we're not about that We're about changing that. Another thing that you're probably going to realise is that the more you act to please other people, like the more you're constantly doing things to please people, you're then enforcing in your mind, people will not like me if I don't behave this way. They're so used to me saying, yes, I'll do that for you or yes, you can lol, haha, be the butt of your jokes and that's why you like me. People don't like you because they can walk all over you. People feel comfortable around you and not challenged when they're around you. But trust me, that doesn't mean that they're gonna like you more. Absolutely not. It's actually on the contrary. The people that are the leaders, whether it's a leader of a friendship group, whether it's the, the leader of the family, whether it's a, like a leader of a bigger organizational group, often, they're the the strong people that can stand up for themselves. They're the ones that are bold, that are willing to put themselves out there and not really care too much about other people's opinion and go out on a limb and do something original or do something that shows like an original character or original trait about themselves. Not always, but often, okay? They're the people that have thought, you know what, I don't care what you think about me. I'm still going to ignore what you've said and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Or I don't care if you think that I should stay in this job forever. I'm going to like defy everything that I've been raised um, knowing or hearing from my parents that I have to be X for my career. I'm going to throw that all in the bin and I'm actually going to do something that's going to serve my purpose or that's going to, you know, be my truth, okay? So... Just right now, I want you to do like a little bit of an inventory in your head. I fucking get you to do this every episode. So surprise, surprise, we're doing it again. Pause right now and or like pause your train of thought right now and just think right now, who are the people in my life that have quite clear boundaries? And I can guarantee you that you probably really like them or you probably really admire them. Because you're like, fuck, that person's bold. Fuck, I love how she doesn't care what other people think about her. And they don't have to be people that you know personally. They could be people that you admire that, you know, uh, they could be a celebrity or they could be, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be a personal interaction with with them. But you can see someone that goes against the grain of what everyone thinks they should be and decides, nah, I'm going to do this. Or someone that is happy to pull someone up when they've insulted them. Those people don't get bullied. Those people, I mean, people might try, but it doesn't get very far bullying them. Those people end up being a lot happier and they end up getting quite far in life because they don't have all these hang-ups, okay? Hang-ups happen when you don't set boundaries, okay? All these ideas in your head of what you should be doing or what you shouldn't. The reason you have these ideas and these hang-ups of how you should be living your life is because you haven't set a boundary. If you set that boundary and said, I'm drawing the line right here, anything that you say, I'm not interested. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to, you know, have a bar of it. And I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want now. After that, that line is drawn. On this side of the line, I'm doing what serves me. On that side of the line are all your opinions and whatever, which I don't have time for, okay? So that is what I'm talking about. If that line doesn't exist, then you blur that. those two things. You blur what you're doing and other people's opinion of you and how other people treat you. So it blends into one. You become one with how everyone else wants to treat you. You become one with how everyone else thinks you should live your life or thinks what you should do with your body or your career or your money or how you dress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So that is where you're going to have hangups. If you're somebody right now that's constantly thinking – oh, yeah, I could never do that because of XYZ. I could never wear that because of X, Y, Z. Or that person shouldn't be doing blah blah, 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 all these ideas. It's because you probably haven't set some boundaries around what you want to get out of your life. And because you haven't done it, you then get um, intimidated or you feel challenged or you could possibly feel jealous or even threatened by the people that are doing it around you so that is where you might fall into the trap of then not respecting someone else's boundaries and that goes by you know the whole not respect you you you're laughing at that person you're making a joke about something you judge them on what they're doing um or you um try and use that person for something okay so don't feel evil if you've done that, especially if you've done it subconsciously because you've probably done it because you're conditioned to think that that's the way of being. By manipulating other people, you get what you want, but the, the heavy price to pay is that you then are allowing yourself to be manipulated. Okay, so now that we've kind of established what that means for you when you don't set boundaries, let's kind of talk about what happens when you do set some boundaries, Okay because this is the fun bit. And then I'm going to talk about how you can actually kind of do that. So what happens when you do set some boundaries? You actually own your own time, okay? You, you, you know your worth. And when you know your worth, people know your worth. There's, there's no other way about it. It's, there, there might be, if you don't know your worth, there's a select few people who can see your worth, okay? The people that truly love you and have your best interest at heart. But everyone else around them doesn't see it, okay? Because they don't really know you and what they see from you is someone that's not really shining their true light. So they think, oh, this person is either a doormat or they're easily manipulated, it can easily be walked all over, okay? Not ideal, but that can happen, okay? You kind of like expose yourself to the possibility of that happening. So if you know your worth though and you present that to everyone you meet, People will respond accordingly and they'll reflect that in general. In most situations, they're going to reflect that. Then people are going to also stop taking advantage of you. You don't try and take advantage of someone that cannot be manipulated. You can almost sense it. It's like an aura or an energy. You know who you can fuck around with and who you can't fuck with, okay? You, you can tell when you meet someone. And we've all been there. We all know the people that have a fucking backbone who are like there's a line And you don't cross that line. And they're generally the fun people to be around because they're the bold ones. They're the ones that are like making shit happen in their lives. And I'm not talking about money or career or success. I'm talking about they're doing things on their own terms that makes them happy. And that's a very attractive trait. And you're probably really attracted to those people. You also have more respect for your privacy as well. People don't try and pry into your life as much because they know that there's a line. They, they, they feel uncomfortable prying into your private life because they understand that you're someone that sets boundaries. And you also, probably the best thing about setting boundaries is that you become very in tune with your instincts or you could call it your gut feelings, your instincts, your gut feelings, when, you, when, you, when there's a sign and you're aware of that sign, like you're, you're alert to those things. The more you respect your boundaries, you start trusting your intuition. You trust yourself more because you stop relying on other people and other people's opinions to formulate your next move in life. Okay? If you're so concerned about what other people are saying or thinking or doing, then you're going to live according to that, even if you hate it, because like I said, you're conditioned and you've done that to yourself, unfortunately, without even meaning to. But when you throw all of that away, you're you're relying on yourself now. It's a little bit more lonely, but it's a whole lot more fun, I can guarantee you that. You're relying on yourself and then you think, "Wait a minute. I actually don't want to do that." I I actually don't want to be there. I actually don't want to have this conversation. I actually don't want to work here. I actually don't want to fucking study this thing. I don't want to be hanging around with this group of lemons. I don't want to be dating this dud. You start becoming super, like your awareness is super heightened with what you don't want. But even better than that, you then realize what you want out of life. It becomes way clearer because you're not clouded by all this peripheral shit that is handed to you by other people. You're like, wait a minute, I'm quite aware now. I now get what I want. And the more in tune you are with what you want, the less you focus on the shit that you don't like because you've got this vision there, you're working towards it, you know what it is that you want, you're aware of what you don't want, but your focus isn't even on that anymore, okay? A lot of the time, people feel lost, people feel that they because they're not setting their boundaries and they're too clouded with everything that's going on around them. They're pulled in every direction. Like you probably feel it, I'm imagining at times, at least in, at some time in your life, if not right now, that you're, you've, you're being pulled in all these different directions by what your friends want, your family, society, your job, blah, 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 all of that. So then where is the space or where is the time for you to just sit with yourself with, without that peripheral shit interfering? to say, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do, this is what makes me happy, okay? It doesn't even have to be your career if you're not sure about your career. I'm talking about knowing what makes you happy. That could be rock climbing for God's sake, it doesn't matter, okay? But it's becoming more aware of the things that bring you joy in your life. And when you get rid of all that peripheral shit, that's going to happen for you. Now, the most important thing that we're going to do is how do we set these fucking boundaries? It's all well and good to know what happens when you don't and what happens when you do. And that's all fabulous, Alexis, but tell me what to do. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you how to set some fucking boundaries. It's going to change your life. This shit is going to change your life. The first one I'm going to talk about, and it's probably the most important one, is setting boundaries with People around you and how you speak to them, how you engage in disagreements, um, in their opinions about you, etc., etc., etc. I get a lot of people that will listen to my podcast about like dealing with narcissists or dealing with toxic people, or I mean, I, I could go on forever. There's all these different podcasts where I give examples of how you can, you know, navigate through a conversation or a disagreement or a discussion or whatever an unsolicited comment, whatever. Um, But people still say, look, I I feel like I try these things and I just don't feel like I get anywhere. I feel this, but I don't feel that, whatever. So one thing that I want you to be really clear on is you want to ask yourself, how much air time am I giving this situation? Because sometimes we engage in something for too long or in too much detail than what is necessary. And what I mean by that, let's say that you have a, a disagreement with somebody and every time you have a disagreement with that person, they misinterpret what you said and they are horrendously offended by what you said because they're misinterpreting it. And no matter how much you clear it up or no matter how much you try and do something about it to say, look, that's not at all what this is about, let's focus on this, blah, 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 blah. It just doesn't get resolved and it ends up into being a bigger thing than what it is. Or there's some sort of a conflict. You think the other person's done wrong. They think you've done wrong. Nothing's really, you know mending itself and it ends up being this like awkward situation for a prolonged period of time. So when things like that happen, it kind of starts eating at your soul. You're kind of, it's affecting you all day long. You're thinking now it's awkward next time I see them or every time I engage in a disagreement with this person, they're reacting this way. I feel like I'm the one that always has to apologize. And I feel that I'm not honoring myself if I'm always apologizing about something. So the advice that I have for you in setting a boundary there is like as you know i'm all for calling people out i'm all for pulling people up on something to maybe shed light on something they weren't aware of so they can change their behavior but i am aware that in many situations in your life people will not respond well to being pulled up and it could be because they're an asshole or it could be that they're just so set in the ways that they just genuinely don't see it and they take offense to you pulling them up because they'll be like wait a minute This clown is pulling me up. They're the one in the wrong. What? Like, so they're like, they can't fathom it. So, if that is the case for you, and if that's happened more than a couple of times, then it's safe to say that you can't really teach that person to respond differently whenever there's an argument okay so now your role for yourself is to learn where to draw the line where to set that boundary because you've tried to pull them up in the past it's gone quite poorly for you it's not really worked out for you and instead of it being like a mutual thing where you can both kind of get over it it's kind of turned into more drama than what it should be so instead of pulling them up next time because you've realized that that's not going to work with this person but I still need to interact with the person, I love them, they're my relative, they're my friend, whatever. What do I need to do about the situation? My response to that is you need to stop giving it so much airtime. This goes with making excuses for yourself. You need to stop making excuses for yourself. Pinch yourself, slap yourself across the face. Every time you catch yourself excusing your behavior that only involves you. For example, when someone questions, oh, why are you doing that? And then you're like, oh, well, oh just because of this or just because of that or whatever. You know, like, for example, one thing that I get asked a lot, mainly by people in the generation above me, but actually pretty much all by the people in the generation above me, is why do I swear so much on my podcast? Okay? Okay. And I'm kind of like, because it's me, and I feel like I weirdly connect with my audience when I swear, because sometimes it like it like breaks up a moment, it makes someone laugh, or or they just feel that they connect better when I when I swear. Okay, I just it just works for me, right? Yeah, but don't you think that it would be a little bit better if you didn't swear that much, or don't you think that you'd reach a, a more of an audience if you didn't swear that much? No. I don't need to explain myself. I could explain myself. I could go into the like the ins and outs of why it's actually benefited me to swear on the podcast. But I'm not going to get through to, you know, if someone doesn't like swearing and if it jars them so much that they don't like to listen, me justifying why I swear is a waste of my time. And it's a waste of their time as well because they don't really want to hear my answer. They probably just want me to agree with them or to say, yeah, you're right. I probably could get a bigger audience when I know that I couldn't because the audience that I want to get is an audience that aligns with me. I don't want every single person in the world listening to my podcast if half of them don't align with me. That's pointless. I want my beans to listen to my podcast. Anyone who's not my bean, I don't really care, okay? So that's kind of the way you want to look at situations as well. If someone's giving an opinion to you, a good way of setting a boundary is to stop trying to create excuses around it. Just say, oh, okay, okay. Thanks for your opinion or interesting or yeah, right. You know, just simmer it down because if you then create a response as to why you do something, that's going to fuel it and then they'll keep telling you their opinion. They'll keep telling you this, telling you that and then what's going to happen? If you're not used to setting a boundary, you then feel bad to like shut them down or ignore them. You feel that it's rude, right? So then you kind of start to pander to make the conversation less awkward. You kind of pander to where they're trying to take the conversation. You end up kind of making excuses or admitting that maybe you shouldn't do that or maybe you could be doing it differently. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking, and mind you here, let me make it clear. I'm talking about when people have an opinion on how you are behaving with what you're doing for yourself. I'm not talking about if someone comes in with an opinion of how you're treating them. That's obviously different because they have a say on that. I'm talking about how to set some clear boundaries. Stop giving someone air time when they don't need it okay that person is very quickly going to learn that when they try and give you their opinion on how you should do something you'll you'll listen to it and that's about it you're not going to agree with them you're not going to because what I find fascinating is that people genuinely expect you to agree like I'm happy to hear your opinion if you want to tell it like I'm not just going to walk away but Do you expect me to agree with you? You're not the one doing what I'm doing. So you don't understand the ins and outs of the situation. And you also aren't in my brain. You don't know how my mind works. So why am I going to agree with you when you've got an outside perspective and I have an inside perspective? It is a waste of my time. It's a waste of that person's time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And you then get annoyed. You then feel that, oh, maybe I should have said this. Maybe I should have said that. I didn't back myself. Is it true? Maybe I should change it. Oh, there are all these people that don't like what I do. Then you start spiraling and that's where you start to play small. Don't, just nip it in the bud. So number one piece of advice is stop giving something more attention than what it needs to be given. You limit the time spoken about the certain thing where you're trying to draw the boundary around, okay? This goes for your friends as well. If your friend is treating, treating you a certain way, like let's say that they are trying to make you feel guilty for not having done something or trying to make you feel guilty because you know, you might be not going to an event with them or not doing this or not doing that or pressuring you into doing something, whatever. You just stop giving it attention. You stop making it something that it's not. If someone says, oh, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Just say, oh, I've made my decision. I've just decided that it's, it's best for me not to. And then, then if they keep asking questions, you literally pause and say, so how are you getting to the event tonight? Or how are you? You just let them know that you're not going to continue the conversation. You pause. If they ask you twice the same question, don't answer. And then if they say, hello, I'm talking to you. Why aren't you answering? You say, well, I literally just answered you and you just repeated the question. So I thought I didn't need to answer. Did you not hear me? It's simple. You can say it in a politer way, but it's, it's along those lines. You know, I've, I've made it clear that this is what I'm doing. If you then want to question me three more times about it, I'm just going to shut my mouth and you can just hear you listen to yourself talk, okay? It sounds like I'm being really catty and bitchy, but you can do that in a much calmer, nicer way. You can literally just say, oh, no, but I told you I'm not doing it or I'm not going or I don't want to hang out with those people because I don't feel comfortable. You might and good on you, love that for you, but I don't want to be there. I feel like shit when I'm around those people. So, I'd rather not. Okay? So, you've just got to make things very clear. And if they try and go to the ins and outs, just say, I'm not angry about it. I'm not mad about it. I just know I'll have more fun not going. Or I'll know I'll have more fun not hanging around with those people or not pursuing that friendship with those certain people. You know? So, write down. Here's a little task for you. Write down... All the relationships in your life where you feel that you struggle to set boundaries or where you haven't set boundaries. Situation where you feel like that person holds the upper hand in the relationship, that they're the ones kind of like um, calling the shots or situation where you feel that you can't really be yourself around it because you know that they're going to judge you or they're going to tell you what you should be doing or you can't really be like fully your authentic self because the way you live your life might not align with how they live their life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Write it all down. It could be relatives, your employers, your colleagues, friends, everything. Write it all down. Now ask yourself, can I set a boundary? Is it possible for me to set this boundary with these with these people and stop them from impeding so heavily in my life? Or can I not? Now, the ones that you can, great, go ahead and do it. Now, the ones that you can't, ask yourself Why do I feel that I can't set the boundary? And a lot of the time, the answer is going to be because I might lose that person. Okay. If you feel that you're going to lose a person or you're going to make that person angry, then the more reason to set that boundary. Because if someone doesn't respect the boundary, then they're getting the sweet end of that one-way street of a relationship, and you're getting the shitty end, okay? It's all on their terms, and the moment that you say, look, it can't all be on your terms, it's got to be on my terms, if they chuck up a stink, being like, oh, no, I don't like this, then you fucking should be doing it, okay? And that goes for anyone in your life. So I know it sounds really hard because there's going to be people in your life that you're like, "Wow." you know, I don't want to cut people out. I'm not suggesting you cut people out. It's that person's choice if they want to cut themselves out of your life. You're just setting a boundary. You're saying, I'd love to have you in my life, but I just don't want to discuss this with you anymore. Or I just don't want to feel like I can't discuss the fact that I've chosen to go down this route with my life just because it clashes with your morals of how you want to live your life. You know, I want you in my life, but I also want to be able to, to just be my authentic self. If you don't like that, then it's your choice if you want to stay or go. So it doesn't have to be this angry conversation that goes down of like, I don't feel whatever. No, you just explain it clearly to them. Okay. But my biggest advice is the people that you are the most terrified to set the boundaries are the ones that you should definitely be setting the boundaries around because they've gotten too sweet a deal for too long. And now it's time to even the playing field a bit and you should both be on the same level in that friendship there should be no upper hand in that relationship it should be even in all your relationships in life okay now one thing that I also want to talk about is setting boundaries at work people are terrified especially younger people okay like I know so many situations when like you're you know there's so many people that are such hard workers in their like when they're teenagers or in their early 20s mid-20s who work really hard and they kind of get like you know, taken for a ride at work because they're younger. So, because it's this whole like, um, this whole, what's it called? Um, ageist thing you, or you've got to respect people that are older than you or you've got to respect people that are, you know, have been in the position for longer than you. Yes, you should respect people but they should respect you in return, okay? So, I do agree that you should respect your elders but the elders should respect the people that are younger than them. It sh- like, everything should be a two-way street. Respect should be there for everybody. Okay. So it's all well and good for your employer to be like, you should respect me. Yes. Yes, I should. And I plan on respecting you, but you also need to respect me. Otherwise I will go elsewhere where I'm respected. Okay. So don't ever think that it's unnatural because you're younger or because you're less experienced at something. It's un- It's just the norm to not be respected. Okay. So I think a lot of people, I find a lot of people are like terrified to take a a day off work if they need it. Like one thing that I used to get really annoyed at, and I still do, I'm just not employed by anyone now, but I have had many, many, many jobs of all different capacities and kinds of jobs in my life. And what I used to find really annoying is when I'd ask for a day off that I was entitled to, they would ask me why. That is an imposition on my privacy. I'm asking for a day off that I'm entitled to. So now all we should do is try and look for a cover. So at the beginning, I'd be like, oh, because – and I'd try and like give an explanation. And what if if it's an appointment that I don't feel comfortable talking about? What if it's a mental health day and I don't want to talk about my mental health with somebody that doesn't respect me or that already makes me feel shit about myself? What if there's all these reasons why I don't want to tell you why I'm taking the day off? I'm giving you notice. I need to take the day off, okay? So that's one thing that's a really good way of setting a boundary. Next time, you know, this is – it starts getting people realizing, oh, wait – I don't have total insight into that person's life. I can't just, you know, know everything about that person's life when I don't respect them and now I demand to know something and they, they have to tell me. Next time, if, if you want a day off and your employer says, why? You just say, it's personal. I need this day off, okay? Another thing that I started doing as I got a bit older is when I needed to take time off. For example, in my last job, um, I wanted to take some time off. I'd been working like... Really, really hard for ages. I didn't really take any time off for a long time. I'd been covering shifts left, right and centre. And then I went and booked a holiday um, like a month in advance. And then I told them, oh, I've got this holiday booked um, for these dates. It's a month in advance. And they're like, oh, like my, my first like whatever manager, whatever, was like, oh, babe, I don't think you can go. Because another manager is also taking time off around that time. I don't think you can go. You just can't. And I was like, I actually can. I don't want to, you know, cause any dramas, but I actually can go. I am a contractor. I don't get paid sick leave. I don't get paid holiday leave. I don't get paid any of that shit. I only get paid for the time that I'm actually here. So I'm actually taking time off on my own time and I'm giving you a month's notice. Okay. So if it wasn't for me demanding this holiday, I'm never going to get a fucking holiday. So I'm going. It's not, I'm not asking. I'm telling you and I'm giving you a month's notice and I'll help you find a cover for that you know simple you've got to start telling people and they are going to respect you and if you're a hard worker and if you're good at your job and you're asking for reasonable things they will give it to you they're not going to they're not going to let go of you they're not going to fire you because unless they're absolutely idiots People know a good worker when they see one. And when you start getting more confident around what you actually deserve and stop begging for shit that, should, that is rightfully yours, then they will respect you and they will respond very quickly and they will give you what you deserve, okay? You just need to be more straight up about it. You need to stop kind of beating around the bush. If they ask you to work overtime when you can't, you literally say, I have places to be. And that place to be could be in your bathtub reading a book, okay? You don't have to tell them. If they say where, just say places. And then they're going to realize that they're like crossing that line of your privacy. They don't have to know what you do outside of work. That's not their business. And legally, they can't pin that shit on you, okay? And legally, they can't make you work outside of hours where you're not paid for, okay? So they have fuck all to stand on if they try and make you work hours where you're not paid to do that, all right? So... There's a lot that you can do when it comes to employment and your work and whatever. Okay, lastly, one more topic that I'm going to cover is how to set boundaries with yourself. This is a big one, I feel, because often you'll find that you go against yourself and you end up doing your old patterns, your old behaviors, and then you don't really do what really serves yourself. The good thing is that once you set boundaries with other people, it's going to be a lot easier to set boundaries with yourself. Um, and the more you stand up to like with everything, work, other people, everything, you're going to start to be comfortable putting yourself first. But a really good way of, for me, when I want to set boundaries for myself, for example, a boundary that I want to set for myself is I don't want to spend so much time, like wasted time when I could be doing stuff that really matters to me or doing stuff that's really important to me because if i waste all this time then the 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 time that i do have left for work is doing all like the life administration shit or the you know all the necessary shit that i've got to do just to keep my head above water and then all the other time i don't really get to spend on what really is important to me okay so that's a boundary that i really find important to set to myself so a question that like you've got to find questions that really kind of make you snap out of the zone that you're in. Say you're like always getting distracted or you're always on Instagram for too long or you're always whatever. You need to set those boundaries. You set some parameters for yourself. So when I either am too lazy and I'm spending way too much time on like online, on an app, whatever, to the point where I literally cannot break that cycle or if I'm like I need to be doing this stuff but X, Y, Z and I'm not getting up, I'm procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating. I always say to myself, what am I telling my future self if I don't stop doing this? Or what am I telling my future self if I procrastinate on this task or on this job that I want to get done? To me, that question works really well for me. Because the moment I say, what am I telling my future self? It means that if I don't do it, I'm letting myself down. And I really don't like the thought of that. So that question is enough to snap me out of it. And it works very, very well. But you need to find a statement to yourself. And that is your boundary setting, your parameter setting statement. That every time you become aware that you're procrastinating. Or every time you become aware that you're doing something that you don't want to do like going to an event or forcing yourself to do something or, you know, having to hang around people, say to yourself, what am I telling my future self if I do this or if I don't do this or if I don't take action? Because you're not going to like the answer. And hopefully, you're not going to like it enough that it's going to snap you out of that cycle. But you might find another sentence that works better for you. But that is the one that I use for myself and it works wonders and I highly recommend you try using it. But basically, it's your like your circuit breaker statement. And you need to implement that. And that is what's going to help you snap out of these moments where you find that you're on autopilot doing something where you're not like really present or you're not aware. Okay. So hopefully this episode has helped you, I hope, in setting some boundaries or at least inspired you to start setting some boundaries. And like, just remember, a lot of it has to do with just being more authentic with who you are and not allowing you know, all this peripheral opinions and, you know, standards that have been set by people who are not you to determine what you do with your life. You obviously have to adhere to certain rules when you're, when you're um, dealing with people or with groups of people or at work, that's fine. But when you're talking about your life, you're the one that sets the rules, not other people's opinions or other people's morals or other people's hang-ups, okay? It is your choice, to allow those things to impact the decisions you make for your future about your life because the sad thing is that people are going to have all these opinions and all these things to say about you and it might affect you long term and they've forgotten about it the moment they walk away they've forgotten about it they walk away they're not thinking about you they're probably thinking about themselves they're probably thinking about their own life that they can't get done because of other opinions that they've been told you know what i'm saying so some statements and some things that people have said could affect you for life when the person that said it doesn't even remember that they said it. How fucked is that? You've got to give less weight to that shit because that person has, so you need to. Okay, guys, I really hope that that was helpful. I love you all so much. Can I just say another super, 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 super warm Thank you to all of you and a big hello to all the new listeners as well because I've had like a whole bunch of people messaging me say they just started listening to the podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. My heart is so full every time I, you know, get messages. I really would love to reply to them all. Trust me, I, you know, I don't want you to ever feel that I don't care or that I'm ignoring you. I would hate that. I try and read them all and they are absolutely amazing and I appreciate it. And I do reply to some here and there. So hopefully... I can get to yours at some point because I love it so much and I appreciate you guys. Thank you for sharing it. Please continue to share it. You're literally, you're doing God's work. Love you all so much. My beans of life, the Facebook group is absolutely incredible. The support that you guys are giving each other is amazing. Um, I am, there is a lot on the horizon. Um. As you I like, always say this shit. I always say this shit. I don't want to announce it until I'm actually blah, 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 blah. But because I've got uni, my, my last day of uni is the 24th of June, right? So like the countdown is on. But when that's done, there's a lot of new things that I'm going to be bringing to the table um, for you guys, for our community. Um, and it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. There's a lot more like community based stuff that we can do as a group. It's just going to be really fun. And awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Guys, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone, especially this podcast. Do not take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourselves. Danke.